Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Over 80 episodes in, your hosts look ahead with 2020 vision on a special hit or shit for the year on Normies Like Us. I'm Sun. I'm an overpowering urge to consume blood. For millennia, we have survived. So we're going to talk like grown-ups? I'm not one I believe anymore. You led us on a merry chase, Aerith. Road trip! Whoop, whoop. We're back. It's Normies Like Us. Welcome, Normies, to a special episode. We missed the 80th special because we were in the middle of Starvember War Sember, but we're here with a hitter shit past our 80th, 82nd episode, while we look ahead to the future on what's going to be a hitter shit for 2020. With us, your host, Colin. Uh, Mike Eternal. Uh, Joe. This is Baby New Year Jacob. <laughs> oh, double baby New Year, <laughs> double baby New Year. New Mike Eternal for Doom Eternal. I uh, I like all of it, guys. Me and Joe, no, we're sticking tradition. The one episode uh, where we should uh, check the normies back in. If this is your first one, our names are these things. That's right. <laughs> like, and yeah, so usually beginning of the year we'll do kind of a big hit or shit about things that we're excited for. Hit or shit being our segment of will something be good or bad. So we got some big movies coming out, big games and big comics. Some comics coming to an end, different runs. So. We're going to be jumping into all that in this episode. Happy to be back with you guys. Happy That's to right. be back. Happy we always ask a question oh, up yeah. top. Uh, you know, we didn't prep anything here. It's 2020, but I just want to know, guys, is there anything you recommend so far? Like, is there anything you're loving? It could be anything. It could be a book, a fucking magazine, something you heard on the radio. Uh, I don't know. Mike, well, Mike? come out in 2020? Yeah, well, uh, I've been... Um, we did Metal Gear last time, and I've been playing a very different stealth game, that being Sekiro. It's excellent. Uh, that's kind of where Ooh. I recommend. Yeah. So I'll jump in. I'll say I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think this is going to be a great one. Uh, I wonder if we'll do another football episode this year, Normies. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the, the, I think we have a, a good Madden playing veteran. I think Jacob has led many a team to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty great. Have you ever had any <laughs> of these boys on it who's, uh, who's going, KC or uh, San Fran? Um, have you had any of those players what? on your team? Oh, um, uh, I said it normal. Oh, yeah, I've Hill, had, right? He's, he's I've said had Tyreek right. Hill on my team. I've had Tevin Coleman. Um, for those, you know, for the normies who don't know, I, the way I play Madden is I like to build franchises. I do like fantasy drafts. So like every player from every team is available in a draft type situation. And then you just build your team from there. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that I could, I could be a real life NFL GM um, if they gave me a shot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think the Browns are still looking. Yeah. Do we skip yeah, a Browns football episode? Up. Do we just do a Madden episode next? Ooh, normies. <laughs> specifically That's like on the most normies game. Uh, specifically on the man, the life and times of John Madden. Just him. <laughs> it's How? a le- legend episode. He Maybe the flying. normiest of all games, video games. Might be. We Madden say that away. for every video game. <laughs> no, but you're True. right, though, Mike. That one specifically, the garage sale find everybody makes fun of. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're they back. Say it Super hasn't Bowl. been good since. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be a good Super Bowl, though. Two very strong teams. Hey, let's do this really quick, then. Predict who's going to win. I'm going to go with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I think that defense Ooh. and run game are too real. Colin. I wasn't expecting that, Mike. I'm going to go KC. I I want the young people who, you know, maybe deserved it before. The gunslinger. All right, Jacob. Um, I mean, I could make a case for either team. I think it's going to be a good game, two real good teams. Um, I think I would give the advantage to the Chiefs, but 49ers have surprised me all year. So, you know, anything's possible. All right, Joe. 
uh, Mr. Peanut. He's going to come back from the dead <laughs> really? and, oh, no. uh, and, and win the whole thing. No, I mean, I think I'm, I'm with Jacob there. I'm hoping for a really great high scoring game. I hope it's not one of those like low scoring ones. Um, I would love to see it go to overtime. That's that's what I'm rooting for is Super Bowl goes to overtime. Overtime Super Bowl. Has that ever happened before? I don't have that stat in front of me, but my guess is no. We'll have to run that by the booth. Uh, statistician, please let us know yeah. uh, during this podcast. They just start uh, replaying yeah. commercials. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Mr. Peanut did not kill himself, okay? You heard it here first. <laughs> right. Just like Jeffrey's casualty of 2020. Episode. But how about this, It should Joe, be a hit, Anything though, you loved yeah. in 2020? 2020? In, uh, well, I'll tell you, I took one of your recommendations, man. I started Doom Patrol and finished it Finally. a couple days later. Oh, man, what a great show. I really enjoyed every second of it. I think the universe they set up is so fun. I can't wait for uh, season two here in 2020. Joe rocking the DC app. Oh, yeah. Can't recommend that anymore. Great way to like catch up on comics and tons of great content. I mean, you have the original stuff that's kind of hit or miss. The Harley Quinn show has been great. Maybe you'll hear more about that in upcoming episodes. Um, but that nostalgia factor for all the old animated stuff, too, hits real hard. Nice, nice, nice. Well, that might be a good segue into our first um, segment here, talking about the visual media, the movies and TV shows coming up in 2020. We're going to do our hit or shit on the uh, most anticipated releases of the year. We're back. We're talking hit or shits 2020 upcoming films, not going in chronological order here, guys. We're just going to be jumping around. We're going to be doing a little round robin here, talking about what we like about these films, what we uh, are excited about for them, what we maybe are a little nervous about. But at the end of the day, we'll also wrap it up with each one with a hit or shit from each of us. Do we think it's going to be a success or do we think it's going to be a failure? That's right. And a lot of a lot of stuff's coming out this year. There's some big Disney releases, some big uh, video game tie-in releases, and some kind of kind of reboots. You know, you get a little bit of everything here, sequels. So uh, it'll be an interesting year following. I, uh, like a lot of stuff Endgame. that might be becoming normy, Mike. Like, will any of these things we talk about be topics we talk about in future episodes too? Ooh. Mm. To me, this year's slate um, doesn't necessarily look as good as like like I think la- like 2019 was like a really good year for movies and i don't know i'm not as ex- excited about most of the stuff coming out this year it's a tough year to follow 2019 when you have endgame and star wars and you know joker right. like there's been so many like parasite amazing films last year so 2020 will be interesting so uh let's just jump in and start with the prediction can i uh yeah kick it off i have one that's coming out very soon or it's actually out right now um, that I don't know if you guys have heard of, um, but it's called Color Out of Space, and it's a hit, it's a uh, Lovecraft uh, adaptation starring Nicolas Cage. And maybe Colin, you've heard of it. Um, I know you're a big fan of Mandy, I have, and I'm a big HP Lovecraft fan. Uh, I was so desperate when you said just because of the time of this recording that I was out now that you were about to do little me, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll color <laughs> out of space right here, baby. I'm super excited. Nicolas Cage losing his mind because cosmic rays make him crazier. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, Normies, check out the trailer. Um, it's it's coming out this weekend, I believe, or it's already out uh, by the time of this airing. So 
um, in select cities probably. But if you like the film Mandy, it looks like kind of as crazy as that. Maybe not that extreme, but I mean, you got Lovecraft, you got Nicolas Cage. What a great combo, you know? Would you hit it or shit it, baby? Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Do you think uh, that I'm gonna say I mean, the low budget stuff? I mean, exactly. It's like Nicolas Cage. You, you kind of can't miss with the movies he's making right now. He has a built in yeah. audience. Not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, I mean, Lovecraft's cool. You know, obviously inspired Bloodborne. So uh, interesting subject matter for sure. That's uh, right. Do we want to, want to jump down the list then, Colin? You you prepared some some excellent notes for this. Let's just go on through it and yeah, go let's around. Keep going, guys. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on anything you want to do. Mike, you mentioned Disney stuff. Let's talk Mulan. So you know, this is is this a riskier one? Is this an easier one? It's another live action adaptation of an animated Disney classic, but with a different kind of spin in that they're taking out all the elements people loved about it. <laughs> Except we do get. Let's get down to business. I'm hoping, but. Well, it's that's the thing. It's not a musical, so I think they're cutting all the songs. Oh, hold on, it's not a musical, but Joe, surely the end credits, Eddie Murphy cameos in some sort of like you know, like Chinese New Year dragon, just like acting like Mushu or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> they'll they'll credit him as you know Mushu and and go. Yeah, from there. we have not seen any Mushu in the trailers, correct? No, they said I don't no, think there's, there's no be Mushu, Mushu, Mushu as we know him. No Mushu, no comedy. Like it's it's being to me, it looks like a very serious, dramatic like ad like adaptation of Mulan. All right. Well, so. my my take is I think the Disney live action experiment has been a colossal failure. Um, well, not in terms of box office. Far, it's in terms of film quality, yeah, I'm sure it will be successful, yeah. right? Especially overseas market. It does look like it has serious take. It might have the best chance to be a decent movie. Compared to Aladdin or Lion King, which is just a shot-for-shot CG remake, we'll, we'll see. It has a chance to hit. I'll I'll, I'll give it a, the benefit of the doubt and give it a hit, but it's reluctant. All right, I don't want to get too political, though, Mike. Let me ask you this: because the lead actress is a anti-Hong Kong separatist, you know, right. more pro-China uh, Chinese nationalist. But all the, <clears> I mean, most of their actors the have to. Uh, I mean, the bigger market. Is not Hong Kong, so I don't think that will affect the box office no. <laughs> overseas. But that is, it sucks that politics is going to be pulled into this, but you can't help but not. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, a lot of, uh, I mean, I think most Chinese actors that kind of have to be pro-China, like even Jackie Chan is is anti-Hong Kong. So you know, want to keep your job? Yeah, it's it's a t it's a tough situation <laughs> right. for sure. Uh, anyone else want to hit or shit this guy? Go around, Joe. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of think pieces come up with the the politics behind it. But I think this is going to be the first one where the box office isn't what they want or what they expected. Um, I think it'll do well overseas, but I'm really curious to see the domestic to uh, international split. Because I think this is going to be the first one that's maybe a failure in the U.S. I watched Aladdin on Disney Plus for the first time. Yeah. Oh, man, it is pretty, pretty rough. so bad. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> Joe, isn't it fun how they take your favorite stuff out of these movies you love? Yeah, and then like try to do the other things bit for bit. It feels like watching a like a cruise ship musical version of your childhood. Yeah, and like and it's the worst. The songs, none of the songs were anywhere near as good as the animated. It was it was atrocious. Yeah. There's a moment the right at the King end. Yet. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm probably gonna skip Lion King to be honest. Uh but there's a moment right at the end of Aladdin where there's like a Bollywood style dance number, which is cool. I did like the dancing in it, but the last thing you see is 
uh, Will Smith come up at the top of the frame and shrug really hard and say, you're never going to have a friend like me. And then the Abu is sitting on his shoulder. And if you pause the movie, Abu looks embarrassed to be there. Oh. Like the CGI <laughs> monkey looks like he's trying to avoid making eye contact with anyone. The animator. It is pretty crazy. That's the animator's avatar. I think Will Smith should have been <laughs> good yeah. to be there too. All right. Well, so Joe, you're thinking – Domestic flop, international success, perhaps domestic disappointment for Mulan, right? Yeah. All right. I think it's going to be the the start of the have the live action remakes gone too far. Okay. Um, but you still say, hey, like, come on, Jacob, somebody's got to be a shit here. I, I agree with what Mike said. I think this looks like this is the one that I'm most interested in and looks to me to be like possibly could be a good movie. Um, Because, like, yeah, Lion King, I was never, like, from the trailers, I was like, oh, that looks like shit. Um, And that's the thing is they're doing so well financially, so they're going to keep making them. Beauty and the Beast as well also did very well financially. So if Mulan, it would be a shame if Mulan was the worst financially performing one if it's the best one. But to me, it does look good. And even, like, the fight scenes look interesting. And there's, like, the one sorceress character that can turn into a a falcon mm-hmm. or something and that yeah, looks a new character cool so even though they took out the songs which i which i love the music for mulan i'm gonna say hit all right all right colin i'm shocked to hear that and we should say too i say hit on that and we we should say too that uh it comes out at the end of march um i don't know not a lot of competition around that time i'm sure it'll do fine yeah if you're gonna go to the movies you're gonna see it probably but i don't but know if man. they do I feel something like people like... might stay home I don't, but if they do something like Hunchback in Notre Dame or something, they're going to take all the magical elements out of everything. Like those gargoyles aren't going to talk. Oh, they'll have the gargoyles. I don't. I, yeah, I, I think mean, just for think, this like, one, Mulan's they... based on like you know actual fairy tales and and mythology, and like I think they're just kind of leaning into that aspect for this yeah. one to try to make it more serious. But what would you do other to than the fight choreography? I don't. I don't know, man. Just leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone is what I would do. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Hercules, that's already. I mean, they don't need to remake everything. I mean, they're doing yeah, Little Mermaid, a, like a Disney sand and sword movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Mulan, everybody. What else we got coming up? Um, next on the list is something I am actually pretty excited about. If I can throw it out there, and that's James Bond: No Time to Die. I've liked the Daniel Craig Ooh. James Bond movies, actually. So, uh, their whole thing is doing the stunts practically. They always have a big set piece stunt, much like what Mission Impossible Fallout did last year, which I really enjoyed. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a big action movie that's practically made. So I'll say a hit for me, Jacob. So here's my opinion of the James Bond, because I have a uh, hit or miss relationship with the. I love Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think he's great as the character. I loved Casino Royale. Didn't like Quantum of Solace that much. Loved Skyfall. Yeah. And, and I didn't like the one after Spectre. So it's it's like every other one is really good, and then the the one in between is bad. So this one would be the good one, but even the trailer to me didn't look that interesting. Um, so I'll say tentatively, I think it's gonna be shit, but I'll I'll okay. see it. Joe, I think this one's gonna be a shit. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna try to set up some spinoff stuff, and it's gonna fail miserably in that aspect. It's gonna feel kind of clumsy. Um, I think the best thing about James Bond is the the standalone serial aspect of it right and i think that's why quantum of solace was so bad and specter didn't really hit so well is that they're yeah they're sequels and i don't need a james bond movie to ever be a sequel i should just be able to turn on any james bond movie yeah well, they're doing the thing 
Joe, they're doing the thing where they, you know, every franchise has to have this whole mythology that ties everything together. And they did that with Spectre, and it's like so I not was needed. The author like, of all your pain, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, it's like every franchise does not need to be the Avengers, like Marvel. You no. know, like James Bond can be oh, a stand, the big like, team just have up the standalone where movies. Q and James Bond come together in the fifth movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will Is say this one Craig's thing. Last one, or he 100%. keeps saying like every. Last three have been his last one, but he they have announced back. now. Barbara Broccoli has announced now it is the last one, and they are setting up a, a future of what it uh, will look like. Right. Well, one thing yeah. I do want to say is that it's written by Phoebe Waller Bridge, so that to me has me a little interested because I like her. All right. But you're you're I'm leaning a bit on of a flea bag, Jacob. <laughs> so we have one hit, one shit, one hit. Colin, run around it out. She never refers to herself as flea bag. I should say no, no. Um, <laughs> Mike, I'm a, a huge show. James Bond fan. I am not a Daniel Craig Bond fan. Hmm. I'm, I'm leaning more towards what Joe's saying here. Uh, the serialized nature kind of turns me off. Beyond that, like I just said with some Barbara Broccoli's recent comments, uh, I don't know if you, how you guys feel about this, but she just said, like, Bond will never be a woman. Uh, you know, I think we should create real interesting characters. I don't need to gender flip and do all this stuff. Eh, I kind of see that as just sort of skirting around a legacy that she has to uphold from her father. I, I don't know. I'm excited for this movie, but I, I say it's a shit too. I, I don't think it's going to be well received. All right. So, well, I 50-50. think the name James Bond shouldn't be a woman, but 007 could be a woman, right? Ooh. Ah. Yeah. But I think we're going to see some of that played around with in this movie, to be honest. But there's no reason you couldn't release a movie just called Jane Bond, you know, and just make it a standalone, That'd whatever be dumb. it is, just and make it's own fucking franchise. Just make yeah. an original character. She doesn't need to be named Bond, and yeah, then have her Atomic take Blonde. over. It has to be his Bond. daughter. It's got to be somebody famous as kid. <laughs> we learned mine. that with Ray Palpatine. No, it's Blofeld's How is she granddaughter. Pick up the hammer. Yeah, exactly. What's uh, your last name? Bond. <laughs> Jane Bond. All right. Well, we, we're fifty-fifty here on the hit shit. I just like. I just want to see the craft because I, I like. We will stunts. be doing a future episode, though, Mike. Hundred percent. James Bond is in the future when this one comes That's out. That's a guys, good one. Normies, yeah. get ready. We love that oh, franchise. Yeah. My little brother has Gold said he night? wants to be the guest on that episode. He loves James Bond. We're doing it, guys. It's happening one day. Goldfinger Excellent. invented all the tropes: the laser beam to the crotch, that you know everything. Like Goldfinger is great. So, all right, let's move on down the list then. Let's keep going, guys. Yeah. Let's talk about a movie coming up. Uh, Jacob, you talked about it in the in the looking forward to movies in the new year. So let's talk about it again. Tenet, Christopher Nolan, back at it. We just got news. Let's go. This is like the largest budget original property film ever. $250 million Warner Brothers put up for this. Is this a hit, Jacob, wow. on that budget? Yes. Yeah. Everything from Christopher Nolan is a hit, okay? I mean, some of his movies aren't that good, but I mean... I'm still going to go see this. <laughs> Walk that Name back one. real quick. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. I think he does get overhyped in some circles, but I mean, there's no doubt that his best movies are really good. So I think this could be uh, an inception level, uh, like cultural phenomenon. You think so it gets big see. IMAX boosted numbers? People keep saying you got to see it on the screen. You got to see it the biggest yeah, possible. Probably. I mean, it looks great. The trailer, I mean, the, the cinematography in the trailer looks great, so I'm pretty psyched for it. So you're saying hit? Hit, absolutely. All right, Joe, your relationship with Christopher Nolan. Let's talk about the last two here, buddy. Rocky with Batman Rises. Rockier with Interstellar. How are we sitting here? What, what are you saying about, about Dunkirk? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's really yeah, tough. Oh, you're right. Well, what did you think of Dunkirk? I don't care about Dunkirk. I'm just not a. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just not my type of thing. Um, Dunkirk was. I mean, great. I like looking at his filmography. I really love following Memento. Prestige was him too, right? Or am I making that? Um, no, that's no, the best. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, okay. it was. Um, yeah. Um, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. I love all of those movies. Inception. I loved it the first time I saw it. Was less hot on it the second time. The third time I decided like, oh, that's really overrated. Um, I tried rewatching it again. I fell asleep. And like Interstellar, I hated. I hated The Dark Knight Rises. He's kind of become like the M. Night Shyamalan of action Ooh. movies to me. Um, and that makes me really nervous about Tenant because I did love the trailer. But I just feel like it's going to have some sort of convoluted bullshit explanation or lack thereof that is going to ruin it for me. And like you said, Colin, with that budget, that's a lot of money to try to make back. Yeah. So so what do you think then? Final verdict, hit or shit? I think that's going to underperform. I think that's going to be a a shit at the box office only because Uh, it's so expensive. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Dunkirk was actually really good. I don't know. Most people didn't see it, I guess. I will agree that Interstellar is pretty shit. Well, I love yeah. Interstellar. Dark inspired a whole season of Witcher, oh. Jacob. <laughs> yeah, Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah. But um, It's just not right, my Mike, type of movie. We, yeah. Well, we should say here, buddy. You weigh in because I want to know, how do you feel going into, we're predicting a movie we know nothing about? It's maybe about things going backwards, like the, the or palindromes, perhaps? Uh, I mean, again, or aliens? You know, are we the whole movie movie guessing about mystery boxes? Yeah. I like what Jacob said. The whole movie's a palindrome. You know, the, uh, the outsiders, I walk out into the bright sunlight, the movie ends where it begins. I think it'd be rad if like that whole thing loops back around and you could just leave the movie on repeat. Oh. And it's just Stay like, gold. Mike, stay going. Yeah. yeah, it's an infinite loop. I can definitely, sorry, I can definitely see Christopher Nolan doing some some tricky camera stuff and and uh, making it like a palindrome and stuff. We'll see. I was intrigued by the yeah, trailer. See. So I like I that. Just, theory, I don't understand what that practice, means, guys. Yeah, I'm with Joe here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just going to be like, no, the buildings fold in on themselves. By the fact that, yeah, and it like might the first start time I was one like, way oh, cool. and end the same way. I just want to yeah. have a movie that's an endless endless runner. Uh, Colin, <laughs> what do you think then? I, I'll hit it because it's Nolan, but I'm doing that on the name. I do get nervous when we don't know anything about movies going into them. But, and we didn't even mention the cast, Robert Battinson, pow pow, the best, and Baby right. Denzel, pow pow, the best. That's I think right. we'll do it fine. Right. All right. So we're 50 50. Either on one, one of them are really featured in the trailer, though. Yeah. Well, uh, Washington is. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I like, I think it's going to be. My my fear is that it's going to be uh, him kind of pulling like a Tarantino where he has this this bag of tricks with actors and they come in for a scene and then they're gone or like they're oh, really small not. supporting characters. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being I'm being overly harsh on it because I was such a big fan and then his last couple really turned me off. So okay, I've been hurt before. The trailer <laughs> really psyched me up though and got me intrigued. Trailer is cool, but. Uh, here's all i'll say when we saw uh what i don't know the force awake no not the force awakens the the most recent one rise of skywalker rise of palpatine, uh, jacob yeah. together rise of palpatine after that trailer played people clapped i don't know yeah. people didn't do that for other trailers that's an audience that's, <laughs> that's ready to here. clap though the star wars audience <laughs> the thing is <laughs> that's a that's an even and the thing with christopher nolan exactly yeah, you christopher see that nolan name is come like, up and people go yeah 
there's maybe like three working directors that will actually get like a big audience to like clap for their name, like Tarantino, Nolan, and that's maybe it. Buster Keaton. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So we have a in a fantasy world. Yes. My fantasy world. <laughs> right. Right. We have a seventy-five percent uh, hit rate on this one. Then. Um, next on the list, again, we're not going in any chronological order, but this is coming out November 25th. This is probably my second most anticipated movie of the year. Godzilla versus King Kong. Let's go. Uh, Mike, <laughs> isn't that so much later than you thought it would? It's like, okay, yeah. I get it. That's eaten up the, the Thanksgiving. We'll talk about it a bit later, but Eternals opens back the same hard, day. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh. Oh, the Eternals the same day? That must mean it's really bad and they want an excuse for it to underperform. That would make me sad. But at the end of the day, if giant monkey fight giant lizard and it's in the daylight instead of the rain and fog, I'll be happy. So please, Godzilla, be a hit. Let them fight. That's it for me. Uh, Do you have any dream things to happen in this movie, Mike? I know you're a Godzilla fan. Is there any kaiju you want to see? There's been some rumors that maybe Mecha Godzilla might make an appearance. Would that make Mike happy? That would be super Mecha sick Mike. if they had to team up and do that. But there's a famous scene in the original kong versus godzilla where godzilla is having a tree rammed into his throat by king kong like he's trying to choke him with an entire pine tree i i need to have that recreated with like full scene. it's really campy so I, I need to see that specific scene uh yeah that's it okay here's my question i haven't i mean obviously there hasn't been a trailer for this yet so i haven't seen like promotional material but isn't kong like a lot smaller than godzilla he was like a baby not this kong he was an adolescent when they found him he was still growing uh, in the 70s so he should be th- so he's going to be godzilla size cuz godzilla is really big this version of kong this. is like 3 times bigger than the original version of kong that was kind of like their ah. their twist on it is that he was super big hmm. it has something to do with skull island the the energy there or whatever. So we'll see, you know, um, it's, it's big monsters fighting. I don't think we need to pick it apart. It, it could be a total disaster. Um, because even King of Monsters, what hit, didn't really do that well. It'll do well. That's, it'll be a hit in my heart, but it's going to probably bomb in the box. It's going to be a shit, especially Mike. against the turtles. <laughs> exactly. I'll jump in right here. HBO right now has King of Monsters on it. Uh, the fact that I know for, for certain, all of my buddies have not rewatched that movie that nobody's running out to watch King of Monsters. I mean, that movie sucked, in my opinion. I, I, shit, shit on this one. And, and Joe, do you agree with that? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a shit, but I cannot, cannot wait for the drunken watch. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic time. I really hope they lean into Kong Skull Island and away from the King of Monsters, because Kong Skull Island has the weirdest fucking tone ever. And if it has that sort of like maniac nihilist energy, I think it'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, that's where I'm, I'm with you, too. And like I said, let them fight in the daytime, just like Skull Island. That was way better. Jacob? See, yeah. I think a, re- a big reason that Kong Skull Island was like that was because of the director, Jordan Boked Roberts. And if you don't have that kind of, um, you know, uh, personal flair from the director, then uh, I don't know. I don't see this movie being as good as Kong Skull Island, I see it more being about as good as uh, King of Monsters, which I didn't think was terrible. I thought it was enjoyable. Oh, but hold um, on, Jacob, to your original point here. Adam Wingard is the director of this film, a horror director uh, known for the Death Note remake, which somebody very recently uh, uh, called the worst uh, film they've ever seen. So, yeah, yeah come on. Well, how, how could it not be great? 
In that case, I'm going to say definitely shit. I had to flip my Godzilla poster around so they couldn't. I couldn't look him in the eye as we <laughs> unanimously shit on this. Um, the director for Skull Island is supposedly doing the Metal Gear episode, so go back and listen to that one. That's guys, right. So. Ah, Godzilla and King Kong. There, there's only been one good Godzilla movie, though, if we're being completely honest, and that's 1998. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mike, that's didn't right. Shin Godzilla Did you win see the, like, the Japanese art? Best Picture? Actually, yeah, Shin Godzilla's good, and then the original Godzilla. There's only two actually good Godzilla movies. The rest are Camp City. So, Did you did you see the, the recently released concept art for the Godzilla 2, the 1998 Godzilla 2 monster? What? No. Because it's like... It's like half T Rex. I mean, like he has like T Rex no arms, see this. and Weird. it is it is it, extremely interesting. But it to wasn't look Godzilla. At. There would have just been another kaiju that Matthew Broderick found somehow. I guess. No, it would have been the baby from. It would have been a direct sequel with the little oh, baby. Egg. Right, oh right! Oh right. wow! And they released that thinking people would be interested in seeing it. Uh, some. I mean, they didn't release it. Someone who worked on it was like, "This is what this was supposed to look like." Like, oh, it's Leak City now. We got the the other script for Star Wars. Yeah. The Xbox got leaked. Okay, let's just throw this out there, too, while Keep everyone's leaking baby. shit. Yep. Um... So coming off of there, this is what I'm actually most excited about, whether it's uh, being facetious or genuine. You be the judge. We got Sonic, baby. February 12th. <laughs> Let's go fast. Hey, check it out, guys. After everything that's happened, after everything that's going on, I still like uh, Ben Schwartz so much, the guy who voices uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I do resent that James Marsden, who made that Hop movie, which was about like an Easter bunny that he lived with, keeps making the same fucking movie over and over again. But I'm going to be there, guys. <laughs> I say hit. I say people turn out because of the weirdness. Wow. Hit. Hit from Colin. Um, I, I think it's going to be shit. I think it was probably a bad script originally. We just have a, a better looking Sonic in a bad movie. But I need look, to see it. You look Jim Carrey in the eyes, Mike, and you say shit to him right now. You, it, hold on, he has to take his mask off. I will. Oh, somebody, somebody stop me. Stop me. <laughs> <laughs> we both said, hey, you didn't even say smoking. Why did we both say that one? He's right behind you, know. actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is an interesting case, too, of like fan interference. Like, you know, he was what he said, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that the fans were involved in the, you know, the making of the film, essentially, we'll, we'll find out. Like we said, we're having movies that are getting patched like Cats is. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, here's my my hot take um it's gonna be first of all 100 percent shit um (laughs) second of all the original movie would have been better and i would have been more interested to see the original design like i want to see the train wreck version of cats with human hands and i I can't yeah and i want the train wreck version of this as a guy who has a pet hedgehog in the back there and i see that you've put dentures in his mouth why are you doing that (laughs) look i don't think that you know, fans should be coming in and saying, oh, that doesn't look right before the movies even come out. So I would say I don't like the precedent that that kind of sets. Um, and second of all, we got robbed of maybe seeing like a huge train wreck that would have been like a cult hit. And instead, we're going to get just a bad Sonic movie where Sonic looks like Sonic, but it's not as interesting or fun. Joe, what do you so, think? Joe, you have brought it up before. With Jacob. <laughs> exactly. You've said it. Mario, it wouldn't have happened. This is this is yeah. your chance. Right. 
Yeah. I want the, um, you know, like the headline for the, the tagline for that movie should be like Sonic the Hedgehog. Was it worth it? You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it just seems like a fuck, fuck fanboys for being able to make fucking animators work overtime to fix their stupid right. hedgehog movie. It makes me really mad. I yeah. think it's stupid. I think everyone should be ashamed of themselves for the way they acted during it. Also, we made maybe the weirdest episode of the podcast based <laughs> off of Sonic. So I've got like Sonic Go shock. Back. Yeah. And, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't. So what it take it for what that means. <laughs> but yeah, I it's going to be the Sega. same bad movie. Like the movie was going to be bad. Now it's going to be bad, but less interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. cats. All right. Sorry, Sonic. That's another unanimous shit. On your boy. No, I said hit. I say hit. Oh. Hit, hit, hit. <laughs> yeah, Colin, Detective I Pikachu is going to be the highest detective. grossing That's right. movie of all And this time. is my claim. <laughs> Sonic will be a hit. That's all the right. wildest one I'm doing this year. That's the hottest take. Okay, okay. You white knight for the blue hedgehog. We got it. Let's, <laughs> let's go. I love Sonic, though. Try, don't get me wrong. I love Sonic. All right, let's go to something else that's uh, from our childhood that has been ruined. Is this a time for redemption? Quote, unquote. We're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife, guys. A new Ghostbusters film this year. Now, Jacob, this is a film that is weird looking. That trailer, did you like it with its odd tone? No, because, okay, here's the thing. Ghostbusters is just like a goofy comedy. Why are you trying to make it like this serious thing and like, oh, remember the Ghostbusters? It's the most important thing that's ever happened. (laughs) Yeah, like every like remake or like reimagining, they have to have some like it has to be this like gritty, like realism based. Like, what happened to just having just like a fun, lighthearted like ghost movie adventure, about you know? like fucking goombas in New York who bust ghosts? Yeah, I don't. Right. Yeah, oh. like Dan Aykroyd getting sucked off by a ghost. I mean, come on, <laughs> getting those cross well, eyes. F- fucking Finn's gonna get finger blasted by one. You don't know. Oh no. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that the, the Stranger Things influence. It's like, okay, we get it. Like people like Stranger Things. Everything doesn't need to be Stranger Things. We need a kid but to Jacob, investigate spooky stuff. Get Finn Wolfhart stat. <laughs> yeah, in Scooby Doo. Jacob, yeah. is this a hit or shit? Um, it just got confirmed. Everybody's coming back. Bill Murray just got confirmed. He is back. Are people coming to this Probably more for than like they're cameos, coming to? Though, right? But more than Ghostbusters, hear the call or answer the call, whatever that was called. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be like a very average movie. I don't think it's going to be terrible, but I don't think it's going to be amazing. And I think it's going to uh, not do well at the box office. All right. We call that a shit. How about you, Joe? You you love Ghostbusters. You're passionate about Ghostbusters. I am. I think it's going to be the best movie this summer. I think uh, I think the trailer is terrible. And I think because someone even came out and said like, the trailer doesn't show the big stuff. The trailer is the trailer doesn't really give you a sense of what it is. I think like the trailer was meant to kind of hype fanboys um, like me about it, and it only worked in like the smallest moments, not the big grandiose ones. Like Paul Rudd like tripping over himself on YouTube, I thought was funnier and and more exciting than like the big music with like finding the uh the ecto one again but Mm -hmm. i mean you gotta think it's a legacy movie it's made by you know a son of an original on there so like i really think there's going to be a lot of heart to it and i think people are going to show up for it 
But I'm not looking forward to like people being like, "See, you shouldn't have made it girls," because you know, oh, yeah, no, aha, we that. win. Yeah, I do not want to hear that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't uh, even want yeah, you. That's going to suck. Podcast. But I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Get out now, Mike. I don't know yeah. anything about your love and relationship for Ghostbusters. Were you a kid who had a proton pack? Were you running around throwing out the trap? I had like I would imagine that my juice boxes. They had a green one with a face. Yeah, I'd it's imagine an ecto it was my friend. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, I I think Ghostbusters the original is like one of the most timeless comedies ever made, and it's like that's a tough act to follow. So like I don't need more Ghostbusters because I I like the original so much, and I think it's just such a distinct piece of like American comedy from that era. It's like, can you imagine if there's another Groundhog's Day, Mike? It's like come on. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm I, I'm not really that interested. I'll check it out, but I really have no expectations. So, um. I don't know. It can't be worse than the last one and not for the reasons the internet wants you to believe. So I guess it could be a hit. I think like, you know, it looks like it could be fun, but personally not that interested. Yeah. I, I, I mean, tentative thumbs up too. Okay. I just want to say, Mike, like I agree with you and this isn't a hot take at all, but like, why does everything need to be like a, a continuing IP? Like if, if, if movies were made like this in the seventies and in, eighties, in we wouldn't have ghostbusters. We wouldn't have any of these franchises because everything needs to be a continuation of a franchise now. And there's no like original, like make the, make the new, next ghostbusters, but it's not ghostbusters. It's something oh, else. But know? Jacob, that's it's the interesting Tenet. thing that clashes with this podcast. We're normies like us. I would say some of these things we're even talking about, and I'm super stoked for our ghostbusters episode for a chance to do mm. a ghostbusters episode. Oh my God. I hope we get a great guest and I'll throw it out here right now. I hope it's a woman. I, I don't know who it would be, but yeah, how, how great would that perspective <laughs> be? Leslie Jones. Um, that would be great. <laughs> Jacob, get us in contact with Leslie Jones. <laughs> but, you know, people get to our uh, there are things where if they weren't remade, I would feel that we can't talk about them. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in we the camp could, to keep though. stuff alive. Yeah. I mean, it's 50-50, right? You can't find the new Star Wars when you keep making fucking Star Wars. Right. But Very true. But I love Star Wars, so I don't no, know. I, I, I like a lot of, the of these. Yeah, I like a lot of the movies that, that come out of this. It's just like, where's the original movie? Like what's 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 the movie landscape going to look like in 20 years you know it's just going to be worse and worse but it'll be whatever well, i think wants tenant will have a big uh impact yeah. on that right like if tenant but is it's a big so hit, rare now that proves you can still make blockbusters that are original but if tenant is yeah. a failure disney presents that uncut gems too because of weird <laughs> purchasing it's like oh my god they own a24 <laughs> now <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm just being kind of like a old, like get off my lawn kids moment here, but it's just like I don't know, man. Some it's something's got to give. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Netflix buys AT A24 before the end of the decade. Mark my words. Uh, uh, that's not. a 2020 predictor. I like uh, that. Job. A24 is one of the last bastions of like original movies, so that would be like a huge shame. But yep, they're gonna get bought. Well, we got another. Uh, sequel to a thing that um, has not been out in like 30 years we got also top gun maverick tom cruise back at it again flying planes Ugh. for real he's, all right he's this is where man. i would argue mike where jacob is right because here is a remake of something it's not like we're ever going to do a top gun episode maybe we'll do like an air force episode for like military appreciation right. 2045 week. when we run out of everything else <laughs> yeah Right, exactly, Colin. Like, who is asking for this? Who asked 
for this. Tom Cruise. Oh, asked thank Tom Cruise you, Mike. For it. I'll tell you exactly who asked for it. As he got into his own fighter plane and took off at a billion miles an hour, goddamn Tom Cruise. He did a loop and then he handed him the script that he wrote and said, make it. Right. I mean, also, basically. <laughs> that is how it happened. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a shit, but I love seeing crazy Tom Cruise flying an airplane and riding motorcycles. Uh, thank you. And Mike, I'll say this. Joseph Kinski, or Kaczynski, the uh, director, we haven't seen a film of his since uh, he did that weird Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And he also did Tron, the, the sequel, Tron Legacy. I think he makes, like, badass weird movies. I think this will be a weird one. I'm, I haven't seen the first one, so I don't know. I, I'll call this, like, a hit. But I'm excited right. to see it. That's the main thing. I think um, everyone's dad is going to really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but to me, I don't. I have no interest in, in this. Um, and also, I don't think they're going to include the, the most interesting thing about the original, which is the homoerotic undertones. So mm. why even go see it? No, the Amen. most interesting thing about the original was Tony Scott's direction. And unfortunately, he jumped off a bridge. So it's a bummer <laughs> that he's still not around. R.I.P. So is that a hit or a shit, Jacob? Uh, shit. All right. Joe, thoughts on Maverick? Uh, you, you couldn't pay me to go see that movie. Um, I couldn't be any less interested. I wouldn't go see it for free. Um, <laughs> I like, did you, you guys loved Rambo Last Blood, right? Oh, no, I hated <laughs> it. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah, Mike and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, you, I, no fucking interest. I don't think everyone's dad's gonna like it when they discover it on netflix in three years right yeah it's june 25th middle of summer so handsome (laughs) yeah because he's a vampire Yeah. no thanks it's a hard pass i i I hate tom cruise and his fucking weird really i was gonna say but meanwhile (laughs) joe we could do a mission impossible episode we're we're not gonna do top gun but he's he could still be in our our au revoir because at least mission impossible is like good movies that he's in this is just like I mean, this might be a good movie. I just have no interest in the subject matter either. I thought we were going to do yeah, a Risky Business Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather take Risky Business 2 or, or, or Cocktail 2 or Actually, yeah. uh, Minority Report 2. All right, let's do it, guys. Uh, Majority a few Report. Good Men 2. <laughs> oh, that I would. I would fucking love Minority Report 2. Oh, that's a great let's movie. Let's go, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I was a little harsh on Tom. Sorry. Sorry, Tom Cruise. I know you listen. Why, who's on but your couch? No, I won't big say that. <laughs> yeah. He's jumping up and down. Yeah, and he didn't take his shoes off. Fucking pissed me off. <laughs> he was the last samurai. He should know better than to jump on somebody's couch with your shoes on. I thought he learned better <laughs> in the Japanese tradition. Um, the next one is a hard pass for me, big time, and that's that's Doolittle, man. What I, they could do little wrong than make this fucking movie. Ooh, Mike joke. Oh yeah. Um, they, uh, my mom sees every movie. She called me to say that this is a bad movie. That's how bad this movie is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I knew as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that's going to be a huge bomb. Um, and the funny thing is about it is that, so after, uh, Robert Downey Jr., after, uh, Endgame and everything, he did an interview where he was like, oh, I'm just like so excited to like get back to doing like serious roles and stuff. And then this is the next role he takes. That's right. Classic. I don't want to be Tony Stark anymore. I want to be Doolittle. When are we going to bring <laughs> Sherlock Holmes back? 
<laughs> right. And this looks just like Sherlock Holmes, except he can talk to animals instead of but being Jacob, a But Jacob, when you know it's a stinker, and obviously shit, because it is, and we should say, the guess here, we're all going to say shit, but the guess here mm-hmm. is, will this be the lowest grossing film of 2020? But Jacob, when you know that this is such wow. a piece of shit, why wouldn't you just be like, leak it out and say, okay, there's a post-cred scene where all these celebrities already voice animals. Samuel L. Jackson voices an ostrich with an eye patch, and he comes up and says, are you ready to join the Doolittle Initiative? Why wouldn't you just do that? Why wouldn't you just like make it as silly as possible? So there's a cameo by Nick Furry. Oh, oh, oh Mike. Oh, it's happening. My heart. Oh, no, I'm dying. Oh, we did it. We did it. Oh, yeah, get as, get as weird as you want. Um, so, yeah, I don't think this is the biggest hard pass unanimously. Yeah, it seems just like. watch the Eddie Murphy one again. That's true, honestly. Yeah, support your boy. We're saying Eddie. that a lot. We said that about Mulan. We're saying that about this. Watch the Eddie Murphy version. <laughs> Just make guys. more Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. right. Justice for Eddie. Uh, <laughs> and we also need justice for Han, which leads us into the Fast and the Furious Nine coming out this spring, May twentieth. Oh, now man. this is where I would say this is where it shows you that something's sticking around beyond the fact that it was already a global sensation. The fact that Fast and the Furious can survive enough to survive a spinoff with Hobbs and Shaw and continue on that's normie property like fast and the furious is up for the grabs guys obviously a hit this is oh, the biggest sure. franchise in the world it survived tokyo drift i mean have you seen that oh, no. movie it survived oh, tokyo yeah, drift. I have. <laughs> um, it's one of the best ones mike oh god um Donkey yeah Kong. this is <laughs> this is gonna be a huge hit i mean fast and the furious is like yeah pretty much the biggest franchise after the avengers in terms of box office popularity because it is so accessible and honestly like they did basically turn it from a a small car heist movie into the avengers but they drive cars so (laughs) you know yeah it's i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna have a blast watching it and joe uh, does this hit a billion dollars yeah, probably. I mean, look, I haven't seen a Fast and the Furious. I'm probably not going to start with nine, but everyone else on the planet <laughs> loves them. So you've uh, never seen yeah, any I think of it's them. It's going to be easy. I have seen parts of the first one on TV, and that is oh it. Oh my gosh! Wow. All right. How's that even VCRs in that one, Holy and in, in number nine, they'll probably go into space, Joe. So think about the world. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. they'll go into space. Is this one called number nine? <laughs> so or does confident. it have like a? Does it have a weird name? I, you know, I hope I hope it's just number nine and people know what it they is. Haven't said yeah, yeah, I I think they haven't said yet. I think it is F9. <laughs> oh, I think man. they exhausted all the weird names. They had Fate of the Furious, you know, all those Fast Five, Furious Seven. So they kind of ran out of ways to what combine Fast there? and Furious. Six the was... The Fast um, and Furious. Oh, yeah. The Fast and the Furious? Yeah, The Fast, the fast and, and the furious. furious. Oh, then there was one that was just called Fast and Furious. Fast and yeah, Furious. Yeah, one's just called Fast and, and Furious. two Fast, two Furious. And then there's just Fast Five. I don't know. That's a bar trivia thing. I don't have the brain for it. <laughs> Fate of the Furious. I remember the ludicrous song, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, but no, I, I haven't seen any of those movies. I'm like the only person left on the planet who That's crazy. Cross yeah, over friend with- of the pod, uh, Cole and I love to go see these movies together and we just have a blast. So We'll cross it over with Doolittle and then you get Fast and the Furious and we'll be set. Oh man, he's on the <laughs> roll. I, I, and you're, you said they exhausted out the titles. I thought that was a car joke that you made. I was like, nice work. <laughs> that would have been if I intended you only your puns. That's all I do, yeah. <laughs> he um, thinks in puns. So before we shift gears, uh, is this a unanimous oh, hit man. as far as box office? I think it's going to have a terrible script, but it's going to make money. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they all do. 
I mean, it's they're gonna have to save the world for some reason, and the Rock's gonna come in and be like, "We gotta save the world." So Look at my you're confident talking about Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, they'll go to space. Oh yeah, it'll be a bad script. Like, I hope they so, go to space. Like, but so happy about it. Yeah, me too, man. Drift on the moon at Astra, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Uh, that's kind of like the big film releases, except for I'm pulling one my Trump card out of the back of my pocket, not the presidential card. Bill and Ted face the music, you guys. 2020 slated release. Are we excited about Bill and Ted 3? Because it's Keanu Reeves, baby. I'm excited for it. I love the Bill and Ted movies. I'm going to say it's a hit. Yeah, I am uh, I think it'll be Are you a Bill and Ted good. fan? Are you guys Bill and Ted fans? I never asked you. Yeah, I like the original movies. Sure, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It's a it's a weird one to bring back. Like Kevin Smith has to take Jay and Silent Bob reboot on the road, but Oof. some guy who hasn't been in a movie in a million years is coming back for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Just seems of the, a little the draw of Keanu, you. basically. Yeah, it'll be weird. Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a, a financial success, especially going against the other Keanu property, The Matrix, on the same day. It's like. Almost like they should just release Bill and Ted Face the Music for free as like an add-on to going to see The Matrix, if that makes sense. I love or it should that. just be like Bill and Ted Face the Music sounds like a Super Bowl commercial, not a movie. That's like, true. It, does that make sense? Yeah. Here's what I think happened. Basically, Ke- there's the whole Keanu sense where he, you know, John Wick is huge. Obviously, he's doing Matrix again. So some executives were like, "What else can we bring back that Keanu, you know, was in?" and get the nostalgia the Keanu nostalgia fans oh Bill and Ted so I think that's how that movie got made basically oh point break speed the <laughs> they lake should house. remake point break. they did do they a point tried. break remake with different dudes oh that's right they did all right well that's facing the music anything else on the movie side we got some television shows I think are worth mentioning but wait that's... aren't we f- forgetting some big ones are we I'm looking at our list here. If there's any Wonder that... Woman. Oh my Black goodness. Widow. Oh we'll jump no, in the we're comic gonna, section. We're gonna talk, we'll talk all of those, those in the comic section. Oh okay. Oh my bad. Quasi related, but okay. Don't don't worry about it. It's all under control. Arthur, I have a plan. <laughs> um, we also got Picard came out already. Have you guys seen this yet? Uh, I have not seen it as of recording. Technically on the recording date. Um, 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 no, I haven't watched it yet. It's only been out for like six hours here. Yeah, I know my Picard boys. Yeah, I've been teasing to you all day it. with spoiler text. Yeah, I do not have much faith in CBS All Access or any of that. So I, I think it's overall the series is not going to scratch my Star Trek itch. So I'm going to say shit on the Picard series. Yeah, I'm pretty um, apprehensive going into it. I'm planning to watch it uh, later tonight, um, the first episode. But I'm very uh, apprehensive and I'm worried that it's not going to be very good. So, yeah, agreed. Um, it's already a hit. It's already greenlit for season two. From what I've seen, there's some stuff that I think it's going to um, take a minute to get into, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't know what the Riker's beard of Picard will be yet, but I think it will definitely have one. Because even Discovery, people were really, really cold on for a long time until it kind of found its groove. Mm. And speaking of Discovery, they're going in a very interesting direction for the third season. Um Jumping ahead, right? Essentially, yeah. So basically, if you guys don't know, they at the end of season two, it took place prior to the original series, so real old. But um, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because they had to fit in the canon and everything. So at the end of season two, they jump nine hundred years into the future, and the third season will be taking place in the thirty fourth century, which is like 
way past anything that we've seen in Star Trek. So, but is Captain Pike with them still? Does he jump to the future? Because doesn't that no, mess he up stays. The so he okay. He 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 captains the Enterprise before Kirk. So he they make like an agreement to not mention anything about Discovery in that timeline. So it's kind of way of like wrapping like wrapping up that whole. So plot he made line, a basically. pinky promise, and then that's that. <laughs> yeah, for okay. like you know, end up in a blinking reasons. chair. Beep 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 they say, beep. They, they say the writing isn't as strong as it used to be. <laughs> Can I jump well, I in as on the a whole, only normie uh, rant. who doesn't care about Star Trek here? No, I will stop you from going on that rant, sir, <laughs> yeah. because look, yeah, go uh, ahead. Picard, you know, again, I don't care about Star Trek. I'm not going to watch this show, but the success of it is these characters are so cool and so interesting. Joe, you just mentioned uh, Riker's beard, Jonathan Franks. We know that Data's in this as well. Uh, just as a casual fan, I do want to look at what those people look like now in the context of the series. Oh, not great. Guidon's going to be in season two. Oh wow! Oh, cool. Yeah, Riker and Troy are in, in the season one, and they don't look too good. But All we right. don't get Will Wheaton. Oh, they're old. <laughs> come on, you guys! Yeah. You guys kill me. Like, how come people age? <laughs> no, I'm hey, just Will kidding, Wheaton but... was in uh, Crisis, the DC crossover, and he looked cool in it. So I don't want to hear it, guys. Yeah, but he's <laughs> flying around with the Traveler, learning the mysteries of the universe outside of the bounds of time and human lifespans. Mike, he's better not be true. As now. a guy who doesn't know anything about Star Trek, that better not be fucking true. <laughs> That's hundred percent true. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's like a boy genius. Yeah, you want to talk uh, this uh, last entry here we have right now? Bojack's getting its final season. Oh, I'm excited. Thumbs up. I, I think they're landing it. Joe, we used to watch this together. I know we've kind of fallen off of it. You know, it's it's a weird show. It, it might not stick the landing, but I, I've enjoyed the first part of this last season. It hit. You? Wait, the last season's already out, isn't it? The, it's so the they first split part it. They the did an A and a B. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have not watched part A yet because I was waiting until part B came out and I'll just watch them all at once. Um, I hope it's good. I mean, I think regardless, it's going to have a great legacy um, because the first couple seasons are so strong. So uh, it'll be a hit in my heart. Mm. And you're to blame. Uh, I have not seen Mike, the BoJack series. It? No, you've never no, watched no, it? No, no, no. But I'm into, I'm into like crippling depression and nihilism. So <laughs> See, I, but I even you as a, as you're a casual, love it, you know. Yeah, I know kind of what it, the, the setup is. And it does seem interesting. I just got to find the time my brain finally just got big enough to finish rick and morty's last season so now i can watch some bojack yeah i like bojack all right i mean i've seen all the seasons except for the newest i guess half that's out on netflix now but um i think it's time for it to end i mean basically the the last couple seasons like how you know how can we top this bad you know the bad things that bojack does he's got to do a worse thing and then you know it's just like you can only take it so far you know but Jacob, yeah. as diehard Paul F. Tompkins fans, can we agree that Mr. Peanut Butter could deserve his own spinoff? Come on. Like, why wouldn't you carry it <laughs> Maybe, on Maybe, yeah. I mean, they did a good job kind of expanding the ca- uh, the cast of characters and kind of fi- uh, filling them in as characters. And, and you know, Princess, uh, what's her name? And Carolyn. Um, Carolyn. Yeah, great cast. Um, yeah, I think it was a good show. Amy Sedaris with no eyebrows on The Mandalorian. <laughs> madness that's right all right let's get out of the movie here section thank you normies that was a ton of hit of shits for 2020 let us know what you think about all those films and again reach out if you thought any of those topics god i gotta hear the normies do an episode on that but let's go ahead and jump in we're going to talk about the video games of 2020 and give those a hos too. <laughs>
We're back. Normies like us. We're doing a hit or shit for 2020, talking about what we think is going to be good and what we think is going to be bad. Uh, we're talking video games now, guys. The big news. We're talking delays. Three games just got delayed. Mm-hmm. Three big games. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cyberpunk 2077, Square's Avengers game. So do they make the 2020 uh, cutoff? Or do they wait for next generation, which will technically come this year, but maybe maybe it takes a little longer to port them? Who knows? What do we think here, guys? Mike? Uh, I really hope uh, that they make the 2020 uh, releases. I, I mean, Cyberpunk, everyone's so excited for. And in the case of video games, like I'm always okay like if they take more time to deliver like a good product than pulling like a Bethesda and releasing a buggy like mess. Um, so... It's more alarming with Final Fantasy VII than Cyberpunk or even the Avengers game because that thing has been talked about since 2005. So who knows with that? But I just hope it gives Cyberpunk time to become... That's a baked potato, Mike. Yeah. I, I think it's overcooked. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But Cyberpunk, I hope they give it the time. Um, you know, we talked The Witcher recently, CD Projekt Red. Um, you know, how about the rest of you guys? Are you guys really excited for Cyberpunk, uh, Jacob? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I think that uh, everything should just, you know, take the time that it needs to make sure that it's good when it comes out. And I'd much rather have that than have a be super buggy yeah. or something. And like I trust that. CG Product Red. Uh, Joe, you gonna be playing Cyberpunk? You excited about that or? Oh yeah, I also um, conspiracy style think that all of these delays are on purpose so that they can have next gen versions ready for a launch at console. Um, like I'm half expecting E3 to announce. And then whatever event PlayStation does to call their E3, um, that we're going to see Cyberpunk 2077 and the Avengers on launch day for the new consoles. That actually makes a lot of sense. We will probably know a lot more come June when E3 rolls around, and we'll probably kind of recap that the same way we do Comic-Con every year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Colin, any other thoughts on Cyberpunk and these delays here? We review so many conventions. I'm excited for Cyberpunk. We already said it's the year of Keanu. How can his video right. game get delayed? It's his it's his game debut, guys. It has to make it. Well, he let me ask you this, guys. Yeah. Oh, please go. Oh, right there ahead. was a Bill and Ted game. I just wanted to. It's not his debut. Oh, how, dare, <laughs> how dare you stop us for that? All right, we'll be doing a Bill and Ted episode. Yes. You guys asked for it. Mike's force. George it. Carlin month. Uh, let me ask you there this. Our comics. Yeah. So Joe's mentioned them. Let's talk next gen. Everybody says it's happening this year. Will you guys be jumping to the PS5 or the Project Scarlet, whatever that sort of? Have they named it yet? Well, the Scorpion the Xbox. Or is that wrong? Infinite oh, Project Scorpion. Is that what it is? That's Scarlet. But the remember. Xbox was released, like the, the the design, and it's called the Series X. So now we have the Sex Box. Oh, the Series X. The Sex right. Box. Yeah. Mike. That's we right. It is out, and we know and it's we the, the tag. That's right. So it's either the Sex Box or the ps5 um i'm a sony guy are you guys jumping and are you guys which one are you getting so mike you're you're thinking about the ps5 this year i don't think i'm gonna jump on right away uh there's a saying the pioneers get the arrows in them you know uh i don't want to get like a defective first run console uh so (laughs) mike we're old enough at this point with playstation that we know there will be a slim a year later so don't you just want to wait for the slim i'll get the slim pro like two years later and it'll be like half price so I'll eventually get in there, but there's nothing. We don't know what the exclusives are for these next-gen consoles. There's nothing getting me to buy one day of release. Um, I'm busy playing Demon Souls on PS3 still. So, Yeah, I won't be uh, buying this right away. Um, I mean, you know, 
my PS4 is not going to break the day that PS5 comes out. So I'll wait out for eight years, though, Jacob. Yeah, I agree with Joe. I think the fan will explode if you even try. That's a real conspiracy. Yeah, eight years, Jacob. You're not thinking it's time to upgrade. I mean, I still have a working Xbox 360, so I don't know. But um, no, not right away. I'll wait for maybe the price to drop or, like you said, the slim version. I mean, because they're still going to be releasing games for the PS4. So, but are you saying are you saying PlayStation one. again too, not Xbox? Yeah, I greatly prefer uh, can, PS4. Can anybody name since, what are Xbox exclusive games outside of Halo? I, I cannot think of any. Do they have just Gears not have War? games? Is that why? Is Gears oh, exclusive? They have. Gears of War, I think, originally was, but it's not anymore. I think Forza mm-hmm. might have been. That might be different. They, they, they don't really have any exclusives. Um, and kind of nobody really does. Like Sony has some, like with Bloodborne. There it is again. Bloodborne. Yes. Spider-Man. Yeah, but, you know, Mike, you're right. Kingdom Hearts just made the transition to an open platform. Yeah. So, I mean, Square Enix and, like, Sony have even discussed releasing their games on PC after this cycle. So... This could be the last yeah, I heard time like, we have game consoles. I mean, I know Stadia is bombing, but this could be the last time we, we're not just streaming games, which kind of, that scares me. I, I don't know. I would kind of like that. Joe, are you buying a tower of the Xbox? Or are you PlayStation 5-ing um, at the UFO? PlayStation 5, and I'll tell you, it might be perfect timing. That might just be added to the wedding registry for a gift <laughs> and uh, might just slide Ooh, that right so in there lucky. so we do go around there. All right, well, we'll be all coming over to your house to play it. So when you ask for it, be sure you know it's a oh, monkey's oh, paw scenario. We're all going to be there all I'm the time. I'm reminded of a story here, though, Joe. <laughs> My fear is is that you're going to end up like your brother and that you'll get something that's sort of a product of its time. Wasn't on his registry, speaking of, a connect for the Xbox 360? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, that's like, X- what if you end up with something like the connect of its time look i love connect so i I ain't got a problem with that well the viewers got you a switch last time so maybe that'll get you a ps5 yeah so send in i'm getting married you know get me a ps5 there we go that's the new one let's do it joe i'm gonna get you a full um state-of-the-art vr setup for your living room so oh thanks dog cassie love that there we go (laughs) like i live in here now then you can play half-life alex i know everyone's excited about that game (laughs) Half-Life's normie now. That's true. And well, it's not normie to play VR, I'm, but we are getting a new Half-Life game. But Mike, I'm glad you put a VR game on the list. Yeah. You know, I, I say that'll be a hit. People have wanted Half-Life forever. But ba boom, here you go. It's not Half-Life three, but Half-Life two. You know, um, it like kind of broke technological boundaries. Half-Life one did too. Like it set a new standard. So there's a chance that Alex could do something with VR that we're not expecting. A slim chance, but there's a chance. The thing is, it's still limited by, you know, the amount of people that actually have access to like a proper VR. And like that's still like priced out so many people that like it's not going to become mainstream for a while. No, no, not at all. And that's why it's not really on the list of things I'm most excited about. But I think it was worth noting. Um, Now that we've kind of talked the councils and the next gen things coming up, do you guys have any games coming out this year that you're really excited about? I guess start with uh, Colin. Yeah, I will say. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the fact that, look, this year we get a lot of weird things, a lot of prestige titles, a lot of DLC for stuff that's coming and going. And like we said, there's a lot of delays for stuff. Um, when it comes to like Nintendo switch games, I think the horizons interesting. It's not necessarily like exciting. We already got our three houses, our fire emblems and stuff out of the way. People are excited for Animal Crossing. It finally comes this year, New Horizons. I've never played one of those. I don't do a lot of lifestyle management video games either, mm-hmm. but eh, I don't know. I could try that. 
you can have like eight people on the same island. So like you and eight of your buddies can all be working on building like your little villages and yards and shit. Uh, I could see the appeal. As we said on the Metal Gear episode, that's also a version of uh, Animal Crossing because you're just putting animals in your zoo and shit. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are excited. I know a lot of people who play this, but I will not be. But it's a big deal for Switch owners, for sure. Eh. The only thing that I'll say is, is like, look, I've already got the Nintendo Switch online. Joe and I have a nice little family plan. You guys, I urge both of you to fucking get Switches because if you did, I could add you onto that for free and we could do online Better. stuff. But the main thing is it gives you the Super Nintendo games. We'll get more of those this year. I'm a fucking classics hog. I'll, I'll delve into that shit for sure. That's what I'm excited for. Oh, I was playing oh, Super Indiana Jones Adventures, please. Oh, man. Oh, my God, Joe. I was playing Demon's Crest on Friend of the Show X Kaita. He had his Switch busted out. We were playing F-Zero and Demon's Crest and all the classic Super Nintendo games. I've never played it. Fucking Demon's Crest. I swept through the second it dropped on the Switch, Mike. I loved it. I've, I've never, I never. That was one I missed as a kid, but it was fucking amazing. The speed runs at 11 minutes, so I might look into that. <laughs> anyway, that's an old game. Um, if I could jump in, I mean, I am a huge Doom fan, and this might be an episode we do, is Doom Eternal's coming out in March. Like, that's what I'm most excited for, hands down. I'm a Final Fantasy child, but I am not optimistic about that. I am very excited for Doom Eternal. <laughs> but your angle for the episode, Mike, is you only want to talk about the Dwayne Johnson movie. Semper Fi, motherfucker. You're damn yes, right. please. <laughs> the best. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> It'll be great. That's a hit, Mike. I mean, that, that game's going to be gonna amazing. going to be a hit. I'm avoiding, like, even gameplay footage because, like, I know what I'm getting into and I just want to experience it. It's already been getting good. That preview. trailer, it was enough. It's like, we're done. The angels and stuff. Okay, just put me in that world. We're on Earth, just like Doom 2 on the PC. It's like, it's a soft reboot, but it's going to be fucking metal. So, you guys excited about Doom? Are you going to play it or are you going to pass it? Oh, hell yeah. Super excited about that one. It's inappropriate. I feel like that's going to be what I wanted out of the third Wolfenstein. Mm. Wolfenstein. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, so I was I'm, about to I'm say, very Mike, much or to Joe, it. You're, a, you're a first person shooter fan. You love those Wolfenstein games. You love these weird. Yeah. I, I, I know you'll love this Doom game. Nazis and demons. Let's mow them down, dog. Yeah, right. Let's go get them. Or Nazi demons in the case of Wolfenstein sometimes. Jacob, are, now we're talking. Are you into uh, the Doom games, Doom franchise? You're going to be getting this or um, passing it? I, may, I might play it at some point. I probably won't play it right away. I mean, I borrowed your copy of, of Doom um, and played it a little bit, but didn't get too far. It's not really my kind of game. Like, it's not something I would get sucked into, but I enjoyed playing it for a couple hours. Yeah. I think you got more into the soundtrack than the game, which Mick Gordon's back. Yeah. It's going to be a rocking, uh, rocking good time. The soundtrack is, is dope. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Damn. Um, I guess, uh, Jacob, what's a game that you're really excited about coming out this year? Oh man, I've got a good <laughs> one for this. Well, sounds like it. <laughs> it's maybe, it's maybe a little more niche, but um, this is one that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. So this is a game called Mountain Blade, uh, Banner Lord. Mountain Blade Two, Banner Lord. It's the sequel to Mountain Blade Warband, which is a game that came out in 2010. Oh, wow. Um, this game was announced in 2012. And um, it was kind of a Half-Life 3 situation for a long time. A lot of people thought it would never get finished. But uh, it's actually coming out in March of this year, eight years after it was announced. So um, it's Mountain Blade. It's kind of a hard game to describe. But basically, there's elements of 
combat and there's elements of like a risk type strategy board game where you're moving your armies around but then you get to hand-to-hand combat for the uh encounters um but it's a game that was made 10 years ago and still has an active community around it and people still playing it to this day so i'm pretty hyped about the sequel so so a niche community was able to keep something they love alive and and then they got the sequel finally done 10 years later that's pretty cool and I'm not sure why it took so long or what the whole story behind it was, but I mean, I guess they were actively developing it for all this time. I just don't know what all the delays were. Um, but it's set. It's a it's a medieval type of uh, game. This one is going to actually be kind of a prequel, and it's going to be set more in the uh, like Genghis Khan kind of era. Oh, wow. So it's gonna yeah, it should be it should be pretty good. Nice, nice, nice. There are games. These games in particular, Jacob, or just that anybody mentions on this podcast that are so niche, where I just wish like ah. If we had a normies like us Twitch, where when we mention them in the show, if you could then go see us play, like I want to watch you play Mountain Blade right now. Or last week, I oh, wanted I'd to watch to, yeah. Mike play <laughs> fucking Metal Gear, dude. So I, I don't yeah. know. Or Sekiro. Let's go. Yeah, that's uh, super rad. Yeah. J- that's funny, Colin, because I've considered making videos of me playing this game before because there's do a lot it. of you can play Please as different factions and different play styles and stuff. Get, so get me into it. Do you Steam this? This is a Steam game? Yeah, it's on PC Steam. only, or is it also console? Um, it's PC only. Okay. Uh, but you know, hey, check it out if you have Steam. And the funny thing is that the Steam page for this game, uh, Mountain Blade Two, uh, was came came into being in 2016. Wow. So just think about that. There's been a page on Steam for this game for four and years. Now it's finally and it's out. getting released in March. Yeah. Well, we get Half-Life, we get Mountain Blade 2, maybe we'll get Final Fantasy. We'll see what happens. Joe, uh, what's a 2020 release you're excited about? Uh, no, I think we're covered on me. I mean, I'll get on a Jedi phone order at some oh, point. Yeah. I'm excited for next console stuff. I'll definitely tell you when Doom. Target has that sale, baby. Get on it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I guess I could just kind of throw out some other notables if anybody has thoughts. Uh, Last of Us 2, I mean, arguably it- one of the best games of the decade, right? Could we do a Last of Us episode on this podcast? I would say so. As far as video games, sometimes that's a little harder for us to dig up because people, and obviously there is no Last of Us movie, but it's so cinematic and there's been so much talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, there was that while where they were like, Sam Raimi and Maisie Williams are going to make a Last of Us movie. It's going to be incredible. Oh my God. Like we could rant about that for 40 minutes, Mike. Oh yeah. It's epic. I mean, (laughs) a lot of people are excited about this. You know, like we said, one of the best games of the last decade. So I think it's going to be a huge hit as far as sales. We'll see if the the hype of them promising a grittier experience pays off. But yeah, this is going to be one of the biggest releases of the year, hands down. Um, I don't really even know what could compete with it from a sales standpoint, except for Cyberpunk. Never played it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll lend it to you, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, so Cyberpunk and Last of Us 2, I think, are the number top two releases of the year. Um, I just wanted to mention Neo 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, which are like more samurai games. And I just feel bad for them because now that I'm playing Sekiro, I'm like, ooh, good luck, guys. That that whole market's locked up with like the perfect game. Yeah, but to me, Ghost of Tsushima particularly looks interesting. And it's definitely a different um, play style than, than Sekiro is. So uh, maybe it'll be an interesting spin on it. Yeah, it Should be. we say out of all those games, isn't that the only one confirmed as a next gen launch title? Mm. It looks amazing. I mean, if you look at the trailers, it's just 
uh, gorgeous. So I believe that. And I think it was made by like a Western studio too. So it's a bunch of weeaboos. So you know they're going to go ham uh, with the cherry blossoms, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, and like Voltron. Yeah, totally. So uh, we'll see. But two more samurai games coming. So if, if you like Feudal Japan, 2020 is the year for you. Um, That's right. And the last thing I'm excited about for this year is the Resident Evil 3 remake. The Resident Evil 2 remake did so well. One of the best remakes of any game. It was maybe the game of 2019, Mike. It could have been in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And so to come out just a year later with number three, banking off that success, Capcom made some really nice moves. Even last year with Devil May Cry 5, I've really been impressed with Capcom. So excited for uh, the spookiness of Resident Evil 3. I don't know. They might be riding that train a little too hard. You know, they might be, okay, slow down a bit, guys. Like you said, it just came out last year. Yes, everybody was clamoring, but how much more Resident Evil can you keep handing off to people? I'm excited for it. I'll play it. Well, you got to stop there because you can't remake Resident Evil 4. It's already a masterpiece, you know, so they'll have to figure out what else to do. But yeah, Capcom, let's go. Um, Any last little notes? Um, Otherwise, I mean, that kind of covers the games from my side. No, guys, I say we hit it. That was 2020 hit or shit video games. Let's go ahead and move on to the comic book section. HOS, baby. We're back. We're talking comic books, 2020, upcoming, hit or shit, what is going to succeed, what is going to fail. A little bit of a different spin here. Obviously, there's a ton of comic books. Go back to our New Year's episode where Joe and I are saying, boom, we're excited for more Jokers coming up. We're excited for uh, just all the weird things Marvel and DC are kind of doing. But look, there's a ton of movies that are going to be based on comic books coming out in 2020. We got to jump in and talk about those. Yeah, so if you're wondering why we skipped over some of these releases on the movie section, this is why they tie in perfectly here. So let's take it away. Saving them here for the ending, yeah. baby. Well, Wait, they yeah, make movies based on comic books? Well, uh, Jacob, they happen to make very successful movies based on comic books because I want to ask you, do we think all of these are going to be hit? We, we hit that point where it's like, well, you know, comic books, it's a bubble. It's going to slow down at some point. And then, I, and then, Joe, I look and I see, oh, my God. Image is about to break into the comic book movie video game with the Bloodshot movie. Vin Diesel. Yeah, here we go. I mean, Valiant. Come, uh, come on. Crazy. Is, yeah, this is what he's leaning his cred to. What do we do here? Yeah. Yeah, so you want to start there? You want to start with Valiant Comics making their yes. first universe, Bloodshot, starring I gotta Vin hear Diesel. Uh, if you don't know anything about Bloodshot, he is a superhero who is jam-packed with powers. You name it, he has it. He's got cybernetics, nanotechnology running through his blood. That's why he kind of has that simple look. He's a dead man, come back with you know super strength, healing factor, telekinesis, every everything. Um, I think this is going to be a flop, unfortunately. <laughs> I think uh, it's kind of just like Valiant Comics really are – children of the 90s like it's it's very extreme comic books lots of guns lots of blood lots of gore i'm kind of thinking we're gonna get the second failed universe right you have the famous uh the cast of the dark universe universal pictures that's that's what this is gonna be like i don't think it's gonna take off i think we're gonna have uh what was it the 
the last witch hunter again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you oh, beat me to it again. I'm like, poor Vin Diesel, the last <laughs> witch hunter, and now right. Bloodshot. But hold Just on, Joe, I think it'll be fun. Exo Man of War tie-in sequel where they come together and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because no. they have the same blood. No, I, I think they're going to lay some seeds that are going to have some really niche comic book shop dudes super excited who, you know, read these books in the 90s, but... I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's going to start what they want it to start, unfortunately. I do think it'll be fun, but I don't think it'll be very good. You know, Vin Diesel only lives his life a quarter mile at a time, according to the Fast and the Furious. Maybe if he thought ahead a little bit, he wouldn't get picking so many bad projects. <laughs> um, so that. speaking of, of, of 90s uh, inspired stuff, Colin, I noticed another one you left off. I don't know if this was intentional or not. Uh, Venom 2, are you forgetting that comes out this year? <laughs> We're pretending that no, it that doesn't exist. No, you're right. <laughs> it's, Jacob, it's is coming. that automatically a hit because your favorite director of Mean Monkey movies has stepped behind the camera himself, <laughs> Andy Serkis? Uh, I, th- I think it could be good. I mean, the first one was undeniably a box office success. Uh, that's why it's getting a sequel. So, okay, I mean, but, it's not a very good movie, but it was a funny let movie. Let me ask you this, Jacob. You're Andy Serkis. You're looking in the mirror. Every day you were splitting between being Alfred in the new Batman movie. So you see that in the mirror <laughs> and then directing Eddie Brock's return with the Venom symbiote in Venom 2. You don't think that's he's going crazy. to lose his mind? He might. No, but he's the uh, greatest that's, that's one to nuts. do motion cap directing. Like he is every oh, character. Yeah. So he's like, no, you have to really be Venom. And, you know, so the CG, you know, he also, he also made a jungle book movie around the same time that the, Disney Jungle Book came out that was on Netflix. It was like a darker take yeah, on Jungle Book. I don't know about that. I didn't now, see on. it. But. I got to ask here, because famously on this podcast, Mike has owned one comic book in his lifetime, Maximum Carnage. That's and here right. we are, Mike. Venom 2 very well could be. We could get an announcement any day. Venom, Maximum Carnage. Or maybe they're saving that for a Spider-Man movie. But we that know Carnage well is in be. this film. Are you excited? We get Woody Harrelson as Carnage, which then makes me feel strange and not sure to be excited. But um, Cletus Cassidy, (laughs) yeah. You know, and we saw, like, don't want to jump ahead too much, but in the trailer for Morbius, there was a Spider-Man poster, maybe leading to a world where, yeah, they all got to team up against Carnage, which I'm excited for that idea. Yeah, I think think Venom 2, colon, separation anxiety, Ah, um, will will definitely... It's it's really going to depend on like how much they can lean into the Spider-Man stuff. How much custody they have on weekends? Yeah, yeah. Like, are are you going to make him mow the lawn even though you only get him for the day, or are you going to you know let him just swing around? So we'll we'll have to yeah. see. I think uh, Morbius will be a big tell on how much we're going to get. But based on that trailer, it looks like they're leaning in, baby. You got Vulture, you got Spider-Man posters. They're saying um, you're going to have J.J. to Jameson, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Yeah, I'm just glad that we are actually getting the Tom Holland Spider-Man and the Tom Hardy Venom, which is not something I ever thought would happen. The Venomverse <laughs> is happening. We're finally going to get toxic. It's happened. I called it. I called everything, okay? I, I just want to say. You did call you did. it. Yeah. And we're upset about it, Jacob. <laughs> I know you all hate it. We tried to leave it you off love the Tom list, Hardy. but you wouldn't let it go. <laughs> no, Jacob, you catch. love Tom Hardy. Do you love Jared Leto? Are you excited about Morbius? No, I <laughs> I wouldn't say I love <laughs> no. Jared Leto. 
<laughs> I don't think um, anybody should say that. I am actively <laughs> turned off by movies he stars in, and, and Morbius. Yeah. This this looks terrible. Let alone his just weird, just detachment that he seems to have on film. It just does not ever seem like he's excited to be in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I think this could be a major shit. Um, I'm can't believe this is getting made. Probably due to the success of Venom, but crazy times we live in. Hey, has, truly. Has, such a weird one. Yeah, Joe has it's such a weird. Has one. Morbius ever been a top tier Spider villain? Not to me. No, I mean like he he started out um, as a Spider Man villain. I think it was like issue one sixty two or something. Um, the animated series kind of has people fucked up because they think like he sucks blood through his hands and only drinks plasma. That's not true. That's just because Fox Kids didn't want it to be too aggressive. Um, so I mean, I could see. No, I don't know. It very much confuses me. No, he's never been a top tier villain. I like him both most when he was like Midnight Suns and they were doing like kind of spooky stuff. But that's more in the yeah, vein of like Blade, Blade baby. and Moon Knight. You know what? And that's yeah, all on Disney Mahershali, Plus. Blade, you know, maybe there's and it doesn't he fight like Dracula, you know, like so you could have the Marvel ver- or version of Dracula with Morbius. That could be interesting, I guess. With Blade that could be cool. Dracula. Yeah. To me, the trailer of this looks like um I don't know. It looks like such a generic looking like vampire type movie. It's like, I don't know. I just can't believe this guy. Like so much more generic than you would believe, given that the premise is, well, I'm not a vampire. I'm a guy whose DNA got spliced with a bat. I mean, he's essentially Spider-Man over over, you know, Count Dracula. It's just I don't know. I don't know, guys. Joe, we have not talked about we've not done a Superman episode. We've not done a Wonder Woman episode. There are core DC characters we have not gotten around talking to. We might not for a bit, but we're here talking about Morbius. Would you have ever guessed that? (laughs) No, and I hate it. I gotta be honest. Like, Venom, I'll let slide. Like, yeah, he's a huge character. Morbius, really? Like, (laughs) he's gonna get on film before we have, like, other. I don't don't know, man. Craven hasn't been in a movie yet, and Morbius is getting his own movie. What what the fuck? His own origin movie, yeah, where he's the Batman. Yeah. But like we'll see. I mean where he's the Batman. I'm only interested in that movie in terms of like the weird connections it's gonna have to like showing us how this MCU Sony verse split is gonna work. And like that is a million plates to juggle, and I am very curious to see when they come crashing down. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's just more of a um a morbid fascination, let's say. <laughs> a Morbius fascination. There you go. Thank you, Joe. I hear uh, vampires suck anyway. I think, yeah, with Mahershali, Blade, and Morbius, that is more interesting to me than just a Morbius fucking movie. So, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Do we want to stay on Marvel? Do we want to go to real Marvel? Do you guys want to talk about what they've got coming out this year? Jacob, you said 2020 yeah. not looking great. Is that because coming off of things like Endgame, you don't get excited for stuff like Black Widow? Yeah, and here's uh, my other hot take that you guys might not agree with, but I think, you know, you were saying, is the bubble going to burst? I don't think it's going to burst necessarily, but I think there will be a post-Endgame slump for Marvel, both in box office, and I just think their movies will be not as interesting, I guess. Finding their Um, footing. Yeah. Like, Black Widow, I don't know. It might be good, but I don't see it doing huge box office numbers either. Um, and I just I'm not super interested in in the slate of Marvel that's coming up in the next couple of years. You a little more on Scarlett more Johansson. More interested in the TV than the movies. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, I think. I mean, personally... Yeah, I'm- I mean, I agree, Jacob. I, I think there's definitely going to be a slump. Yeah. I mean, Black Widow... I don't need a prequel for her, but it seems like they're really more trying to set up her sister to do like a new Avengers thing later. That's my guess. We just need to introduce you to these other characters. Mm. I am excited about New Mutants just because what is it going to be? Like what happened to this movie that was done okay, and Mike. then canned and brought Here back to life? Here is my second controversial pick this episode. New Mutants is going to be baller. It's going to be a huge hit. I think everybody shows up because, again, with the Sonic Syndrome of what happened there, exactly what you're saying, it's such a mystery. People will just go. I think it's going to be the Joker of this year. Wow. I, I would love that because I've been dying for the X-Men to come into the MCU, right? And if this is how we get mutants kind of coming in, um, and it looks like it's got that spooky tone, like, I really want it to be super cool. The cast is awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean, we get Aria, but she's a werewolf. You know, we get <laughs> Cannonball. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of feels like a movie that was cast several years ago, which it was, because it's like all <laughs> TV actors that were like the girl like, from like the guy from Stranger Things. Taylor Joy. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah. boy, the sequel to Split didn't really work. And that came out <laughs> technically after this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember talking about like, oh, the witch is going to play magic. That's funny. It's like, not anymore, yeah. man. Now it's just kind of tired. Yeah, so just to see how it ends up. But, I, you know, the demon bear is, you know, the big villain making people face their fears. I like the idea that Arya is a I werewolf. Think that's just so cool, Mike. I think had to, like, just, repress Sansa it. looks interesting. Sansa and Arya are both X-Men now. Yeah, exactly. Well, not anymore. Rip uh, <laughs> well, Phoenix. thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited about that one on the Marvel. More excited than Black Widow or even the Eternals. Like, Eternals, just because I know nothing about it. Like I, I can't be excited, but I can be excited. Here's, about here's my, yeah, my problem with Eternals. I mean, it's going to be the most diverse superhero film ever, right? Like that's something they're really proud of. But I also think they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice with like the success they had with Guardians of the Galaxy being a property no one knew about. Yeah. Um, and it's just like I don't know if if you don't know anything about the Eternals, just a, a speed run of their powers. They have every superpower ever. I'm not really interested in superheroes who have every superpower ever. <laughs> but Joe, my right. dad barely cared about Captain Marvel as it was. Obviously, he'll care about a team of Captain Marvels. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be... Um, I don't think it's going to be as successful as they hope because I just... Again, I don't think you can catch lightning in a bottle twice. But they are saying that it's going to set up where we're going next, so... Maybe we'll get that Galactus tease or something like that or the real multiverse. I don't know. I mean, honestly, this year for superhero movies in general just kind of feels like a waiting year. Like, just show me that Batsuit already. And Mm. Joe, the thing with Eternals is like it doesn't have the name recognition either. And like some things like Guardians of the Galaxy didn't have that name recognition, but it still did well. But that was just so kind of weird. But again, that's lightning in a bottle, man. You catch it twice. And just, I mean, until I see a trailer, I don't have a ton of interest in seeing this. A, a good trailer might uh, kind of sway me, but yeah. Jacob, we're Kumail Nanjiani stands, uh, you and I, I would say. Right. He had an interview today that said it's Marvel's most science fiction film, regardless of if it was a Marvel movie, it was something he would still want to be part of because people living through centuries and, you know, the interesting drama that comes from that is unique and otherworldly and kind of a story that's never been told on film. Eh, 
Kumail, I mean, that's not really selling me. I've seen Highlander. Yeah. It's not that great. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, they could drop like a sick trailer that could be like, oh, that looks great. And that might sway me. But until then, I kind of, yeah. Joe, Kumail, I very famously told you Guardians would bomb and that it looked very stupid when we saw it. So what do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do any of us know? This is, you, you can't predict what's going to happen when you haven't seen a trailer and most people don't know the properties at all. I mean, I'll be honest, like Eternals really isn't on my uh, read list. I've never pulled an Eternals comic. They're just not something I'm particularly interested in. One of the trades that I have, Joe, what's the old team with Namor and Captain America and the Human Torch? The Defenders. The or Defenders, the, um, thank you. Invaders. One of the trades sorry, I have from Marvel now. They meet the Eternals for two issues. And when I bought that comic five years ago, I said, who are these characters? Uh, We know Marvel characters. I didn't know who the fuck they were. No, these are old sci-fi. I mean, you're talking like the the Guardians of the Galaxy 3000 lineup would hang out with these guys. And Adam Warlock and all of that shit just kind of gets away from me. I like my Spider-Man, my Captain America, keep them on the ground, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to Black Widow for one second. Mike, you said something interesting that I hadn't thought about. Like, you think they're setting it up for her sister to maybe yes become like a new Avenger, and that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And her sister is going to be played by Florence Pugh, who's like the the it girl of like twenty. She's a little woman. Nineteen. Um. Yeah. Little Women. Mm-hmm. Uh. Midsummer. Like she's kind of everywhere in, in movies right now. So I Jacob, thank see... you for this, Mike. I too have been rolling that in my head since you said this. I did think that that's kind of what they would kind of push it for, but now that the way that you phrased it, we've been calling this a Black Widow prequel. It could very well just be the first Black Widow movie for the other Black Widow character, yeah. and then we're just gonna have Black Widow two, Black Widow three. But you would still say it's her franchise. Yeah, when it's weird because it's it's not a prequel. She already has worked with the Avengers. It's it's wherever it's stuck in the timeline. It's after she is Black Widow. It's a prequel to um, Endgame. Yeah, I think it takes place um, before Infinity War because there were also all those rumors that like the jacket that Yelena is wearing in this movie is the jacket that. Um, Black Widow is wearing in. Oh, that's some um, Han Solo dice Infinity stuff, Joe. War. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the same studio. <laughs> we'll probably get to see yeah, the Budapest incident that they're always referencing, perhaps the Kessel Run, as it were. I don't think it goes back that far. I think okay. uh, I think this movie is really going to surprise people with where it takes place and some other stuff that we might see happen in it. Yeah, but I could definitely see them kind of spinning off her sister into the new Black Widow, who then goes on to join the Avengers and stuff. Where's my sister? Oh, she uh, sacrificed herself for the Soul Stone. Okay. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> oh, that'll make sense. Oh, we need a new Black uh, they'll, they'll write it a little better than me, but you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is the year of the, the female superhero, though. Let's talk uh, on the DC side of things. You have Birds of Prey coming very soon. What do you guys think about Birds of Prey? I'm into it. I think I think Harley Quinn was the best part of uh, Suicide Squad, which is a bad movie. So they took the best part of that and made a a movie. Took the best part. Mike, I saw pictures of the premiere today. Ewan McGregor's Mm -hmm. hair is so long (laughs) and flaxen and beautiful looking. Come on. Tell me you're not going to see this movie. Uh, yeah, if Ewan's looking like a snack, I'll be there. Um, I never had much attachment to like the DC side. Remember, I've owned one comic book, and it was Spider-Man, and the cartoons I watched were mostly Marvel. So I don't know much about these characters, but you know, 
if it's on a matinee, I might catch it. Do you I care really... about Harley Quinn in particular? And does the uh, love of your life, your your partner, care about her at all? Just for a female perspective. No, not really. She's not big on the comic books either. I like um, the who's the actress for Harley Quinn right now? Margot. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. I think she's doing a good job with it. Um, so mildly interested. It's going to be better than Suicide Squad. So it's a low bar, though. Yeah, so, I think it's going to lean in all the things that worked well in Suicide Squad and avoid all the stupid CGI monsters. Well, mm. yeah, Joe, Jared Leto's yeah. not in it. <laughs> My favorite Jared Leto role is in Fight Club when he's getting his face punched in. Boom. <laughs> Baby face. That's right. And then we'll, and then eventually we'll get The Suicide Squad directed by... Uh, um, what's his James name? James Gunn. So, yeah, so... That would probably be better than the first Strange. one. But yeah, this one has, you know, Ewan McGregor obviously playing Black Mask, who is a Batman villain. And then you have... Roman Sionis. You have Cassandra Kane in this movie. You have Black Canary. So I'm pretty excited for some of these characters who we've never Can really I seen. Can I complain for a second, though? We should say, full title, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Have you guys noticed in commercials, nobody is saying that. <laughs> Every narrator <laughs> just goes... Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. So is this going to be right. a Edge of Tomorrow uh, name rebrand when it comes out? Do you guys Ghostbusters think? answer the call? Well, I don't think it's a rebrand. I just think they don't use the whole name in the because it's so long. But yeah, it's like a- I mean, also like I'm excited for it, but like it's not really a Birds of Prey movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie with all these other characters that they want to introduce us to. Um I mean, maybe someday we will get a Babs and, and um, you know, we'll see yeah. more of those characters. But like like I said, I think it's going to take all the best elements from Suicide Squad and put it into a, a pretty original blender. So I'm excited for it. I think it'll make a lot of money, too. I'm looking at the wiki now. I didn't realize Victor Zaz is going to be in it as well. He's the like blonde boy that's um, uh, Ewan McGregor's right hand man in the trailers. Oh, so gotcha. it's going to be like a setup to like how he becomes Victor's ass, I guess, because he doesn't look like Victor's ass. I mean, we haven't seen him without a shirt on. Maybe he's all scarred up underneath. Yeah, For the normies listening, Victor's ass puts a... movie's front is, Joe. Wouldn't you say that it's like uh, these characters think? aren't who they are yet? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to connect at all to anything else, if it's going to connect at all to anything else. In the TV spot, she says he, she named the hyena Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. Oh, I don't yeah. know if she means Robert Pattinson or if that. she means, uh, you know, um, what's Fat his Fleck? name? He loves Carl's Jr. <laughs> you think yeah. Fat Fleck is the hunky guy on the TV? I don't know. Yeah, or is it Robert Pattinson? Who knows? Robert Pattinson. The other badass lady superhero movie that I'm really excited about is Wonder Woman 84, which I think is hell yeah, huge one on the DC side. The best thing they did, you know, in the first phase of the DC EU is Wonder Woman, in my opinion, except for the final battle. That was a great movie, and I'm excited to see more uh, Gal Gadot uh, kicking some ass. Yes, yeah, I think their their track record right now sets this up to be a lot of fun. You have. Uh, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, all these movies really lean into a certain tone. And I think just based on the trailers, the colors, we're going to get that tone in Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 84. And I'm super excited about it. Kristen Wiig is the bad guy. I mean, come on. I think this is going to be a come big on. hit. I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah I'm very excited. I'm going to agree with you guys. I mean, Wonder Woman was is also my favorite of this DC uh, universe so far that I've seen. Oh, come on, man. But what about me? <laughs> 
Hey, Aquaman. brother, Sorry, you're going to look me in the eyes right now and say you like her more than me. You don't remember that scene in Justice League where I was sitting on her rope and I called her a real pretty girl. You don't remember that? Come on now. I'm not crying, just the ocean in my eyes. I'm leaving. All right, we got to go. Um, yeah, but no, Wonder Woman is a good movie. Um, and I love the, the 80s aesthetic of, of the trailer. Uh, I love Pedro Pascal. Um, this you is know, the way. Doing a kind new of order. Uh, Trump. New order in the trailer, Jacob. Come on. Yeah, you got New Order. I love that 80s shit, you know? Come on. Neon, gotta love it. Um, <laughs> Amen. You got the ladies right now. That's right. Yeah, so uh, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be a hit. Awesome. It's a hit. Yeah, it's looking good. Anything else on this kind of comics releases size, either on the page or on the screen that we want to touch on for 20 I'll say one last weird one because we've talked about, I said image earlier, Joe corrected me, it's Valiant, totally right there. Let's jump to one other weird offshoot. You have to remember the Millar universe, Mark Millar, he created Kingsman, The Kingsman, uh, originally a comic book before it became this hit property. I think this is another one, guys, where it shows you if the spinoff, The Kingsman, is like the biggest thing ever. Do we do a Kingsman episode? Do we talk about Kick-Ass? It's like, I, I don't know. I have opinions <sighs> on the Golden Circle film. I know that much. I know that I much, too. Mike. Rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... Um, I. I like the first one all right. The second one was awful. I, t- I didn't even watch the whole thing. I was watching it on HBO and I just got bored. And just you just said you through. love Pedro Pascal. You would do that to <laughs> I him. I do. You would do Pedro dirty like that. I'm sorry, Pedro. The, the Mando himself, yeah. Jim Jardin. That's right. There's something uh, charming about seeing Colin Firth like kick ass because it's like, that's not what you do, Colin Firth. <laughs> He's the leopard <laughs> opera. Yeah, the first one was a good like self-contained film. Then the sequel was just really bad, and I just don't have a ton of interest. This is like a prequel, so mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of interest. It's like how they started the Kingsman. And this is not based on a comic book, we should say. Right. No, this is just original bullshit to keep it going. Couldn't be any less interested. Didn't go to the second one. It's a big Lucky old shit you. for me. Yeah, you didn't miss much. <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, I guess that's kind of the comic side over here. Let's go ahead and uh, hit final thoughts on the predictions and uh, new releases of 2020. Gotcha. We're back, normies. 2020 hit or shit. What a year it's going to be. We should say the biggest hitter shit of all, uh, odds that we survive. Will the apocalypse be this year? I say a hit, as in the bomb that's going to blow us up will be a hit, guys. Uh, no, normies, keep We're listening. We're 100 seconds uh, to midnight. That's, oh, don't you dare. Will society right. make it to we'll the do our release of the episode. Eternals? <laughs> Probably not, Mike. Probably not. Probably not. But that's okay, normies. Keep listening. Keep downloading these episodes. That's the main thing. Play them in the apocalypse. Because you want to have them all saved clips. on your iPad after you know the bomb drops. You, you're you're going to want yeah. content. Get a Ain't solar no, power no internet. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, but let's talk wrap up. Let's talk about uh, the hitter shit that we just did. Lot of shits I noticed this year, guys. Uh, Jacob said it up top. Uh, this might not be a good one. I'll just put it out here. I'm staying positive. I put out two wild predictions. Sonic is making bank, guys. People are showing up for New Mutants. It's I'm cashing that check. It's in. Get ready. Hold on to it. Uh, I'm excited. I think this will be a good year. There's going to be stuff that drops that we haven't even mentioned that I think, again, 
could become norm. It could become cool topics that we do. We mentioned a couple here. I'm excited now for a Ghostbusters episode. There were things where we were talking and you guys were like, no, actually, that's the more interesting thing that that person does. Where I'm thinking, oh, well, we'll do episodes on that instead. So uh, it's going to be a good year, Normies. Yeah, I mean, I think tough. it's a tough year to follow 2019. There was a lot of really big finales and things like that. On the film side, especially the superheroes, it feels like connective tissue to set up the next phase, whether that's the Venomverse or the MCU or even where DC is going. So it's a little bit of like a, an in-betweeners. But for me, Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal. Uh, it's going to be a big game for video games, so I'm excited most about that. Yeah, and we'll keep posted for episodes on that. Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's going to be a kind of a lull year. The thing I'm looking forward to most in 2020 is looking forward to 2021. <laughs> I think there's going to be a couple diamond in the roughs, obviously, but I'm really excited for this year's E3. I'm excited to bring the reactions we have to the pod. Uh, and I'm really, really, really excited for Comic-Con this year. I think we're... I can't wait to get our first look at that bat suit. I can't wait to see how these uh, MCU shows are going to tie in on Disney+. Plus. Got more Mandalorian coming at the end of the year. What's going to happen with Ewan McGregor? We're going to know come Star Wars celebration what 2021 is going to look like for Star Wars. So the thing I'm most excited about for 2020 is uh, is the events. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to looking forward to stuff. So that's exciting. Uh, people Same. born for the millennium will be able to drink, Joe. How dare you mention 2021? I'm not <laughs> excited about that. Jacob, <laughs> hit or shit this 2020 for me. Um, Yeah, like I said at the top, I mean, 2019 was a really good year for movies. Um, you know, we had Endgame, we had Star Wars, even if you're looking at the, the Oscar type movies. So many, like, I don't think people are, are appreciate how, how good of a year it was. You had, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Irishman, Parasite, Uncut Gems, so many good movies. Mm -hmm. This year, I don't see, I mean, but who knows? Because some of those might not even be getting buzzed yet for this year. Um, I'm just not super psyched about a lot of these these, um, upcoming blockbusters. Wonder Woman, I am a little excited for. And Tenet is probably the number one movie for me right now on my radar. Um, And also, I wanted to mention, uh, talking about Ewan McGregor and Star Wars, just announced today that... uh, the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show is on hold indefinitely because no! Kathleen Kennedy was not uh, mm. saying the, the, the scripts are not up to snuff. So they're, they're rewriting. Oh, um, why so would you end this such a, a downer? <laughs> but again, wow. we'll Sorry, see. Guys. We'll see. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know if any of that's going to last. We have Star Wars celebration this year. I think there might be surprise. Here's a teaser trailer. Um, there's been a lot of conflicting reports. Like they said a couple days ago that Hawkeye was indefinitely on hold. And then it came out that that was wrong. And then these Ewan McGregor rumors started and then they went away and now they're back. They're saying that the scripts aren't good enough. So they just want to make sure that the scripts are right, which I say take like with the games, take as long as you need to make sure it's good. Cause I'd rather have a good thing later than a bad thing sooner. If they cared about the scripts being good, they wouldn't have made rise of fucking Palpatine. (laughs) So uh, I don't buy true, true. Oh, can I make um, one last claim before we disappear here, guys? I think just because you're talking about these things, when I was doing the research for this episode, putting the list together of upcoming movies, easy. Upcoming TV, not so much. I think 2020 is going to be a bad year for television over movies. In 2019, even something like The Witcher, which eh, critics were a little confused by the end of, 
I still thought was like amazingly good or interesting television, at least. I don't think we're going to get anything like that in 2020. We had Watchmen in Chernobyl last year, too, for fuck's sake. But this year, all we got is, you know, we are going to get the Clone Wars Season 7, which the trailer dropped for that. It looks interesting. So at least there's a little bit of Disney Plus stuff like some of the new Marvel shows. We'll have to see. Yeah, there's some ongoing, there's some new seasons of ongoing shows that I think will be good. Like, you know, Mando Season 2. Um yeah, and, we'll and other things, uh, but um, I, t- I was just going to mention something. I forgot it. So, um, <laughs> well, of course, I'd interrupt you talking about bad television. Oh, but obviously, you know, Watchmen kind of came out of nowhere, too. So maybe something like that. There's that new um, space show on HBO with uh, Hugh, La- Hugh Lowry. So I don't know Avenue how that's going to be. Avenue five. Not sure if that's going to be good. Kind of looks. Mm, but um Curb Your Enthusiasm new season just started, so if you're if you're a Curb fan, check oh, I've that parked out. I've parked my enthusiasm <laughs> with the valet, so don't worry. Um, but yeah, then when it comes to gaming, I just wanted to mention number number one and number two things for me: Cyberpunk 2077 and Mountain Blade Two. Banner Lord, ten years in the making. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so that should be good. Awesome. Any last thoughts on the 2020 predictions, guys? We have I think it's done it. A wild one, Normus. We've done it. We've talked it. You we let us it. know. What are your hitter shits? Can you can you look at some of the things that we talked about and say, God, those guys are so blind. Obviously, Sonic is going to be the number one movie this year, and Colin <laughs> is right. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know. <laughs> a lot of Colin stands in the uh, the world. A lot of, of Colin, Colin stands. <laughs> a lot of Colin stands want to know when Detective Pikachu is going to get announced, too. Uh, obviously, they need to do that in 2020. Come on. Don't sit on that, Warner Brothers. Make a sequel. No, don't. It's of course, terrible. it was the highest grossing movie of all time. Well, obviously, we all remember that. All right, Normies. <laughs> that was your hitter shit. As always, check us out at, at under at normies underscore like underscore us rate review subscribe this podcast that really helps us out and again let us know any topics you want us to cover this has been normies like us with your host colin mike eternal lock and load Uh, marines (laughs) joe joe bond this is jacob (laughs) baby all right i'll say animal bye normies (laughs) bye or shoot see you next time Animal calling. (laughs) All right, I'm hitting stop. Hi, I'm Jacob. Yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Nice. What's HOS? Or, hit or hit shit. Or shit. Oh, that We're branding. Hashtag HOS. Normies like us. That way we get monetized. He said, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this Hello, is Jacob. Uh, Mike, I was, you beat me to that by <laughs> mere moments. <laughs> I think we found uh, our ending bit. Hello, this is Jacob. Zori, you made it! Zori, you made it! Hey, hey, hello, <laughs> this is Jacob. Oh, give me that edit. episode. Please. Where we're ending it, and we're like, all right, I'm going to hit stop. And then Jacob's like, thank God. <laughs> 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 It's the so best. Good. Anyway, 
Uh, whenever you're ready, Colin, to bring in this next segment. 